Welcome back to the Movie Babble Podcast. This is a very special episode today, not only because we have four of us on today, which is pretty wild, but we are going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022, uh, another year. Uh, going to be good. Uh, Nick, how's it going? Howdy. That's it. That's Howdy. it. Howdy. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. It. Move on. Short and sweet. Um, Colin, how are you doing? I uh, did not watch the 355 this week, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> man, you're really letting down the box office, man. Very sad. I'll support it in other ways. I'll get, I'll get two tickets to Cyrano in a couple weeks. There you go. There you go. And uh, John, how's it going? Um, it's all right. Another year. Just going to try not to die. Yeah, that's, uh, man, this positive energy, you can really feel it through. What a uh, start. <laughs> you can really feel it. However, you know, another year, I think it's a, it's a good good time to recognize that we got a, we got a blank canvas to deal with yet again uh, with 2022. So let's uh, bring some positivity out in our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2022. Um, firstly, we're going to go through some honorable mentions about, uh, you know, movies that, you know, just missed our top tens here so i'll jump in to mine and first one here i got is the unbearable weight of massive talent with uh nick cage coming in april now he's really hit or miss and i think that's the beauty of nick cage so i'm I'm hoping this is a hit i think it's it's got quite the interesting concept before we jumped on i heard uh nick said the trailer wasn't all that great but i haven't watched the trailer so i haven't uh it hasn't ruined uh me yet you know so it's still it's still sitting there in my honorable mentions um, I also have Turning Red and uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Bullet Train, and then Armageddon Time, which is uh, James Gray's next movie. It's a big ensemble piece, and I'm quite excited for it, and it's on here specifically because I have no idea when it's going to come out, so I just do it on honorable mentions. Uh, John, over to you now. What you All got? right. Uh, I'll go through these kind of quick. I got the comic book trio. I got Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Interested to see what they do with that one. Sam Raimi, my king, is back. Spider-Verse, you mentioned it there. Thor, Love and Thunder, Taika Waititi Returns. Don't know what they're going to do with Thor. Hopefully they don't fuck him up. Uh, Knives Out 2, which might come out this year probably. Got The Fableman, Steven Spielberg. White Noise, the Noah Baumbach, Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig movie. That would be higher up on my list but i don't read books everyone says that that book <laughs> seems unadaptable so I'm, I'm interested to see what that one is asteroid city i'm not a wes anderson guy but for some reason i really like the french dispatch so it goes on there and then uh blonde my my queen on Adarmus, yeah possibly an <laughs> nc-17 movie don't know what the fuck is up with that but uh i'm interested nick over to you um, yeah, I also have the Fablemans. Uh, I feel like every Spielberg movie is him grappling with the, the the divorce of his parents. So I feel like this is just the most like on point of that in his entire career. Um, I have the Zone of Interest, which is uh, Jonathan Glazer's next movie. He hasn't made a movie since Under the Skin back in like 2013. He's like really methodical with his movies, and when he decides to come for them to come out, I feel like I've heard of this movie like coming for a few years now. So hopefully, it actually comes out this year. Uh, Poor Things is the next Yorgos Lanthimos film that has like Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and a ton of other really awesome people. Um, really looking forward to that one. I also had Asteroid City because, you know, Wes Anderson's, I'm kind of in the bag for Wes Anderson. I like him. Uh, the Way of the Wind is the next Terrence Malick movie, which is kind of like a hilarious title for his movies. I feel like that's like 
the fake version of a Terrence Malick title yeah. that you would find yeah, like some unlike most, SNL or something. Yeah. That's the most Malick title ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are two movies by Claire Denis coming out this year. One's called Fire and the other one is The Stars at Noon. And I'm kind of bummed that The Stars at Noon was supposed to have Robert Pattinson in it, but then he dropped out for the Batman. Mm. So a little bummed, yeah. but excited to see that one. Awesome, man. Colin, over to you. So, yeah, I, uh, this was hard. I had quite a few that I think probably could have been in my top 10 that I moved down to honorable. So we got uh, Cross the Spider-Verse um, coming in there. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, Love and Thunder, because I am excited to see Taika and Natalie Portman back. And then with a big old question mark, we've got uh, Deep Water with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, <laughs> which oh, yeah. may never get released. But if it does, it'll maybe be this year. Um, so, so we'll see. Still holding... Honestly, this could be Ana de Armas' year between that and Blonde, so... Did, um, did that get purchased by a streamer? I forget. I thought something so, happened with that. Disney owns it. They pulled yeah. it from... Like, they didn't move it. They pulled it from release schedule last mm-hmm. month, I believe. Maybe a little bit before that. And then it's rumored that it'll maybe be a Hulu thing. Um, okay. It kind of feels like this is a movie that Disney was like, oh, this is way too intense for the Disney label. And now they don't know what to do with it. So just yeah. imagine this yeah. just being on Disney+. Plus. I think all of Twitter's like clinging to hoping this thing comes out at some point. Well, and there's also um, reports that like because of the uh, the Affleck-Armas split that they weren't uh, cooperating for reshoots, which, I mean, that could be part of it too. So, Yeah. And I heard he was also directing the reshoots because the director didn't return. So Ben Affleck was directing the reshoots. Oh, or something gosh. Like <laughs> yeah. So. This could be like the worst thing ever, but I really want to see it too. <laughs> but because I mean, of yeah. that, it could also be the best thing ever. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, so now we're going to jump right into our top tens um, here. And I'm going to start with my number 10, which is Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, which is on some other people's uh, honorable mentions there. Um, this is one that I've been pretty excited for. Probably the most excited I've been for a Spielberg project in a while. I feel like he hasn't made a ton that's, you know, really gets you uh, super, you know, amped to go to go check it out. Um, no matter how gorgeous his movies may be, but I think this is something that feels like it's going to be very different from him. He he often um, he often likes to film, you know, things that he, he often likes to dive into the imagination, you know, and that's kind of what we we've known from him and what we love about him but this seems very very different and i'm so excited to check it out uh, i think thanksgiving is is the release date u.s thanksgiving in november so the fablemans i just think there's a, there's a real beauty in older directors doing you know very personal movies late in their career and i think this is going to be it for him so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty amped for that one paul dano gonna have a good year oh yeah and amazing cast yeah, it does. Amazing no, cast in sure. this one. Yeah, Michelle uh, Williams, Seth Rogen, really good. Yeah, Seth it, it already has like five Oscar nominations. Like, <laughs> Julia Butters, too, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's coming back. She's in this movie. That's great yeah. to see. Oh, she's, right. she's such a standout in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Seth yeah. Rogen's playing the uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, he should just get an Oscar nom. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> he kind of seems perfect as an uncle, doesn't he? I feel oh, like that makes 100%. so much sense. Oh my god! Yeah. Don't forget, uh, Judd Hirsch is in this movie too. Mm. So bring back my <laughs> it, Independence Day King. It's gonna be something special. I, I'm I'm really excited. I have no I I don't know what you know how how it's really gonna play out, but I think uh, it's gonna be something special. 
Uh, John, what's your what's your number ten? Yeah, so this was one that I did a video for my most anticipated 2021, and this was on that. So I'm just essentially bringing it back. It's Next Goal Wins, which don't know for sure if it's coming out, starring Michael Fassbender, Elizabeth Moss, and used to be Cannibal Army Hammer. But <laughs> they have since replaced him with Will Arnett, and they are going through reshoots right now, directed by Taika Waititi. So technically, he could have two movies coming out this year. No clue if it's actually going to get done. I assume it will. And it's basically just about like like a really shitty soccer team, I think. Yeah. There's like a documentary based off of it. Honestly, I don't do much research on this shit. But <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Michael Fassbender, from that one image of him like screaming at the soccer team, I was like, yeah, like 100%. I'm just in. So that uh, that's my number 10. Hopefully it comes out. And a good decision to replace Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um yeah, the reshoots are right now, so hopefully, hopefully it does come out because I've been excited for this as well. Um, it's kind of hitting at the right time, you know. Ted Lasso is pretty big, so I feel like it's True. you know everything, everything seems to come out at the same time. Uh, Nick, what's your what's your number ten? Yeah, we still have to deal with Army Hammer and uh, Death in the Nile, so looking forward to that whenever that comes <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> yeah, my I did I copped out on my ten. I just had Every to. Year. Every year I always do it because I'm lame and I can't make decisions, but I feel like it makes a little bit of sense this year because my number 10 is a tie between Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool and David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. So we got two Cronenberg movies coming out this year and possibly a third. Uh, Caitlin Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's daughter, is working on a movie that might come out this year too. But that one looks less likely to come out, so I didn't include it here. But yeah, we got two Cronenbergs. Just, I love how weird and fucked up their movies are uh possessor is great uh david cronenberg love all those weird goopy sex-filled movies they're all wonderful um yeah i'm just really looking forward to both of these uh infinity pool the stars alexander skarsgård uh so it's gonna be a big year for him and then it's sounds like it's kind of just like a like they go he goes to an island and fucked up shit happens so looking forward to that and then crimes of the future has kind of an amazing cast that has Leah they do kristen stewart and vigo mortensen uh, so really looking forward to that one as well. So just bring on the weirdness of two Cronenberg movies. I'm very ready. Yeah, that's good. That's a lot of uh, Canadian representation there on the list. So big, beautiful. Big looking out for you, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colin, what do you got as your uh, number ten? Uh, so with my number ten, uh, this is the spot that I like rearranged quite a bit, um, and I'm going with Bullet Train. This is uh, David Leach's next movie. It's about assassins on a bullet train. Uh, Nick's favorite actress, Joey King, is in this movie. Um, <laughs> at one point, Lady Gaga was in this movie, um, and she had to drop out due to House of Gucci conflicts. Um, but Brad Pitt plays the lead ass- assassin, I'm assuming. Um, it, he doesn't have a character name, but just says he's the assassin. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so it's got a, it's got a really loaded cast. Brad Pitt's in it, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beetz. Uh, Sandra Bullock took over whatever Lady Gaga's role was. Uh, Karen Fukuhara, who's on The Boys or was in Suicide Squad, <laughs> uh, oh, is in this man. movie. So I'm excited. Um, it's a David Leach movie. People are probably just going to like get on a train, talk for five minutes, and then shoot at each other for an hour and a half. Uh, should be a pretty good time. Honestly, this is an important movie, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Because it's a, it's a theatrical. It's a, it's a big cast. It's pretty big budget, and uh, it's it's summer 2022. I feel like this movie 
is one that people are, you know, box office pundits are going to be like clinging to as like the most important movie of 2022, you know, for longevity of non, um, non-franchise flicks coming to theaters. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one as well. Um, almost had it in my top 10, but put it in my honorable mentions. So it, it should be fun. Has Brad Pitt ever gone full action before? I don't feel like he's ever done that. I, I mean, World he's, he's been in action. the closest World War Z. But yeah, but like he's never, we never seen like the the good like hand to hand combat Brad Pitt, which. Did you not see that Bruce Lee cool. fight scene? <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> but if we get that for an entire movie, that's pretty good. That's pretty great. Yeah, I can't think of anything more Mr. action than. Smith? Oh, yeah. Well. Well, that was like a, a different spy. kind of action. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of Troy yeah. too, but that's not really, that's not really in there either. I feel like this Benjamin is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he has. Um, I mean, he's worked with David Leach before because he was in Deadpool too. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the invisible yeah. man. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> he was certainly in Deadpool too. Um, coming back around though to my number nine, this is one that. I have no idea if it's coming out this year at all, but this is Adam Sandler's next movie, and it's called Spaceman, and uh, it's it's looking looking interesting. We also have uh, Paul Dano in it, I believe, and I know Carrie Mulligan is confirmed to be in the movie. Um, it says 2022, but who really knows at this point? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's Adam Sandler like doing a movie <laughs> called Spaceman, going to space. That's gonna be something Good enough. crazy. Like, come on, that's that's. I'm sold, so I'm gonna. Is this like a comedy? I think it's a comedy drama, dramedy. So it's got, it's got something. It's got something there. It's not a, it's not a Hubie Halloween, you know. I think it's more in the in, in the middle. No middle movie's ground. a Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> not to knock on that. That's that's quite a movie. That's quite a good movie. But, um, I think this movie's somewhere in the middle ground, um, based on the novel uh, Spaceman of of Bohemia. Uh, yeah, this is this is going to be something else. I mean, Adam Sandler in space. First they send uh, the fast crew to space, now Sandler. So, <laughs> How did Ludacris get to space before Adam Sandler? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, John, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde's new movie, which I believe is on someone else's list earlier. So we can kind of table it until then. But yeah, Harry Styles, he's coming. Yep. Nick, number nine. Um, no idea if this movie's coming out, but it's called Men. It's Alex Garland's next movie. So, you know. Oh, right. It's Jesse just, Buckley. it's, it's an out. Yeah. It's a, it's an Alex Garland movie. So I'm excited because he's one of the best directors working right now. And so I, th- I think there's like literally no information about this. IMDb says it's in post production. So it's a good sign by me. Uh, but yeah, stars Jesse Buck, Jesse Buckley. Uh, love her one of the best actresses working right now. So just bring me another Alex Garland movie right now. Yeah, this is going to be something else. I uh, didn't include it, but I'm also quite excited for this one. Um, man, he, he's, he's got quite the mind, and he's, he's quite an interesting dude. Um, I think he's got to be one of the best sci-fi filmmakers right now, you know? So I think uh, th- this movie is definitely one to look out for. Um, A24 as well, so he's back with uh, A24. Uh, should, be, should be a good one. Yeah, the logline says it's a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death death of her ex-husband. So no idea if this is sci-fi or not, but 
I don't care. He's 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 too talented. I just kind of want to see whatever he does. It's definitely going to be unnerving, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Colin, what you got at number nine? So I kind of hit a wall with Marvel movies in this last year. So I'm hoping that 2022 kind of rebounds that. So we got uh, Sam Raimi, the king, coming back for the first time since uh, Oz, the Great and Powerful, coming direct <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, you know, I the trailer that played after No Way Home didn't really do it for me, uh, but I do like that Michael Waldron, the guy that wrote Loki, um, is penning this movie. Um, I don't know how much of the original script carried over after Scott Derrickson left. Um, but I really liked what they did with the first Doctor Strange. Uh, Sam Raimi's the king. He's going to do incredible things with all the multiverses. Um, I really hope they don't bloat this with like Fox's X-Men, which is what the fringe theories are. But I'm pretty excited to see like the more horror elements that they've kind of teased with this and just getting weird with the magic of the MCU. Um, so Doctor Strange is a, is a firm number nine. I'm also really excited to... Uh, see Chiwetel Ejiofor's character because I think like they set him up really well in the first Doctor Strange and uh hot take but he could be like a Thanos level villain by the time he's actually developed yeah he's uh he 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 definitely looks looks like he's gonna step up to the occasion a little bit in that trailer that they played after No Way Home so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one as well um coming back around now to my number eight is a film called Decision to Leave, which I was thinking was going to come out last year, but apparently, you know, it wasn't done, so it didn't. And that is Park Chan-wook's next movie. He's a legendary director, obviously, one of one of the uh, best working right now. Um, I think this is his first movie since The Handmaiden, which came out in 2016. I don't, I don't think he's done a movie since then. Um, but yeah, this thing looks good. I know he, he often waits for uh can to put out his film so i think maybe he wasn't finished by can 2021 so he'll be um putting it out hopefully this summer but it's apparently a mystery movie a detective mystery movie from park chan wook which uh it quite excites me i haven't seen all, all of his filmography but old boy and the handmaiden is enough to uh sell anyone on uh, this guy's talents yeah i can't wait for this one really yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna to. be good uh john what you got at number eight yeah my next like several movies like this is just higher up on your guys's list here but uh, my number eight is the northman so the trailer came out i mean god damn it but yeah we'll, we'll talk about it you know we'll get to it <laughs> yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be something uh nick what you got at number eight so i have nope at eight which i feel like i'm the only one who has it on their list right it is, it is, my it is later mission. online it is later online okay so we'll, we'll, we'll tell that for later. Colin, same thing. You got, uh, what's your number eight? <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a very controversial movie on this list. Uh, we got The Northman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we're going right, to. So yeah. I guess, yeah, we'll pin that one for later. But yeah. yeah. We'll swing it back around uh, to the top here with my number seven, which is Don't Worry, Don't Worry Darling. I don't think it's, it's up there on anyone else's um, past number seven, but this is Olivia Wilde's next movie, right? And as John said, uh, Harry Styles—he's coming for it. <laughs> I think this is the th- this movie has um, 
I think there's a there, there's definitely a lot of potential for this movie to go in many different directions. The trailer was 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 certainly interesting. Um, you got Florence Pugh. I just think this movie has um, the real potential to take off as kind of an original uh, an original project. Um, it's got it's got the horror elements working for it. It seems in the trailer, but it definitely wants to tackle with some um, uh, political themes as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's coming off a good movie in Booksmart and I'm excited to see where her career goes from here because it, it, it looks like she doesn't want to be a one trick pony. She wants to do many different, you know, things. This, this definitely seems like diving into a different genre. So it should be exciting. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's going to be the film Twitter movie of the year. Like people are going to be going nuts for this thing when it's, when it's about to come out. Stan Twitter is going to be crazy on this movie. Dude. Um, <laughs> they have Florence Pugh and... Harry in one movie, people are gonna get yeah. nuts. It, yeah. It's gonna be something else. So that's my number seven. John, what do you got at number seven? Um, yeah, once again, <laughs> higher up on people's lists, but uh, Martin Scorsese returns with mm. Killers of the Flower Moon. So, yeah, pin we'll table that one. I think Mom that's click. on everyone's list. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that and the Northmen are on all our lists, right? Yeah, very consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, what do you got at number seven? At number seven, I have, I think what John alluded to earlier, I have White Noise, the Noah Baumbach movie for Netflix. Um, it, it's funny because, yeah, like you said, John, like apparently this novel is one of those un, that's unadaptable, like Life of Pi or whatever. I feel like there's a book every few years where people are like, you can't make this, and then someone does it, and it's okay. Um, but I'm looking forward to this one a lot because when I think of Noah Baumbach, I think of people in New York with sweaters just yelling at each other. <laughs> um but it seems like this one is like by far the biggest scope that he's had as a, as a director the reported budget on it is 80 million so basically there's an airborne toxin that goes into the air and it upends this scientist's family and it's played by adam driver and greg Gerwig is in there too so listen adam driver in the movie directed by noah bombach again so oscar yeah, name one good thing all. they've done together <laughs> That's, that's like kind of all I need. It sounds like, so, a, is this a spinoff of The Happening or what? I don't know. I wonder if it's going to be like a, I wonder if it's going to be like, I feel Netflix is out here like with like their don't look ups and their white noise. I wonder if there's going to be like a connection there or if it's going to be like a way for Bob Beck to have another family drama, except there's just like a pandemic happening. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe there will be people in New York in sweaters yelling at each other again. So yeah, we'll I'm, see. Sure, I'm sure of it. Um, Colin, what's your uh, number seven? So, this movie is definitely a cash grab. Um, I got a feeling this might be. Is it, John, is this on your list at all? A fire? Nope. Close, no? okay. though. Close. But, there you go. But Pixar does not mess around with Toy Story. Like, we've had four <laughs> Toy Story films, and while there's one scene in the fourth movie that I really hate, those are all fantastic. Like, just some of the best stuff Pixar has done every single time. Um, so while it is really strange that they are making a movie based on a toy, based off of a movie inside another movie, uh, just <laughs> I really like the style uh, that Lightyear seems to be. It feels like this Star Trek-Star Wars hybrid, where it's like supposed to be kind of grounded, like this is what humans could actually do with technology. But at the same time, they're on like planets with alien slugs and cute little robots moving around. And you got David Bowie blaring in the background. 
Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I really, I don't know if anybody else used to watch that uh, Buzz Lightyear cartoon uh, growing up, but I love that show, and I'm excited to see Chris Evans be that new Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, honestly, like no matter what anyone thinks about you know the merits of, of making this movie, the trailer does look pretty, uh, pretty epic. Yeah, I can't. Wait. I mean, <laughs> Honestly, they I they wait. don't mess around with Pixar like or sorry they don't mess around with Toy Story like even the the uh, like straight to TV Toy Story specials are just like a cut above all the other Pixar spinoffs like you know that Monsters Inc show or you know whatever side projects they do like yeah when when yeah. it's time for Toy Story they bring their A game. I'm glad. So why isn't Tim here. Allen? Yeah, for real. Because like why he costs more money probably. <laughs> Really? Would, you think? Well, I think to voice Buzz again, it would cost more money for Tim Allen than it would to like bring Chris Evans in. Hmm. But yeah, I, think, I see that. I see that angle for sure. I feel like it's something that Chris Evans would jump at the opportunity to do. You know, it's 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 uh, it's fresh for him. And this is also um, not not necessarily like new, but the director of this movie. This is his first movie that he's directed. I mean, he's been around like animating since. I think the first Toy Story, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. Like, it's definitely a cash grab, you know. But I, as a as a way to like get more out of Toy Story without Toy Story Five, because at a certain point, like, there are no more toys for Woody to say goodbye to. Yeah. Um, it's nice to like, you know, maybe this will be something cool, something different. Yeah. Then we'll get the uh, the black and white Woody's Roundup uh, movie coming soon. Dude, that'll be a uh... hell yeah, man. <laughs> That'll be like the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Taika Waititi is also in this movie. He's the only other cast member oh. announced. Man, Go no, to, no, no hate on the guy, but he's 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 doing too much. He's oh. got to sit down. Mm. He's in he's in a lot. <laughs> he's a busy man. I'm a little um, tired of Chris Evans right now, to be honest. Yeah, you are. I was like watching these Marvel movies. I was like, dude, like Iron Man is just like so much better than Cap. <laughs> like, God, Chris Evans is so. When they, when him and Bucky started double teaming Iron Man, dude, that shit makes my blood boil, dude. <laughs> Sorry, that's a tangent, but yeah. Um, uh, j- jumping into my number six now. This is another one that I'm gonna table, so it's uh, Mission Impossible Seven. So I'll throw. Let's it to, fucking go. Yeah. Let's do it. I throw it to to John's number uh, six. Uh, once again, I have to table it. <laughs> this is a pretty easy podcast for me. This is a Disappointment Boulevard, Ari mm. Aster's new movie, which will appear later. Yeah, that's gonna be gonna be good. Nick, number six. Uh, so this is my Doctor Strange into into the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I'm going with everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a multiverse story. From Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinertz, the, the both of them together did Swiss Army Man a few years ago, which is just a lovely, weird movie. And then Daniel Scheinertz made The Death of Dick Long, which is, an, <laughs> is also very a very special movie and really hilarious and very underseen. Um, so yeah, this movie looks really, really fun. It stars Michelle Yeoh, who I feel like I've been dying to see her in a lead role for a really long time in a movie of some quality. It looks like it, this, we get it here, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in here being weird too um so this just looks really fun it looks like they're playing into the weirdness i think both these guys are hilarious so it looks like they're having a ton of fun doing all the weird multiverse stuff and there's one point where she has like noodles for fingers and things like that it looks really goofy uh the trailer is really fun so i'm really looking forward to seeing this one have you seen swiss army man 
I love that movie. It's Damn, so I bizarre. It. I need to see it. Love it. Just, just Daniel Radcliffe as a farting corpse. It's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. These guys have a great sense of humor. I, I love it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead in that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul Dano is just acting so earnestly throughout it. It's just it's an amazing mix of stuff. I love that movie so much. Yeah, I need to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited for this movie. The the poster. If people know what trypophobia is, I got that shit. Kind of triggers me a little bit. A lot of circles, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. The posters, uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, Colin, number number six for you. So, I believe I'm the only one that had this anywhere on their list, <laughs> and I'm proud of that. Um, but I'm just gonna read the synopsis just to just to set the mood. Uh, so the film is based on the real story of a 175-pound American black bear that died after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine in December 1985. The cocaine was dropped out from an airplane pirated by Andrew C. Thornton, a former narcotics officer and convicted drug smuggler, because his plane was carrying too heavy a load. The bear was found in northern Georgia alongside 40 open plastic containers of cocaine. <laughs> so this is a real-life story. And basically, the bear was just like impossible to kill for as long as cocaine lasts in a bear's system. Um, so, just on that alone, just easy top ten. There's uh, no lightweight movie, there. This movie will kind of <laughs> determine whether or not I think Elizabeth Banks is a good director because oh. Pitch Perfect Two is kind of fine. Uh, Charlie's Angels, no. So she got one good movie, one bad movie. This will break the tie. Uh, we'll see what's up, but my boy Alden Ehrenreich is coming back for this movie. Uh, Carrie Return. Russell. <laughs> Carrie Russell's in it. Ray Liotta is in this movie. O.J. Jackson Jr. Uh, Christopher <laughs> Hebju from Game of Thrones is in this movie. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. So I, I think it'll probably end up being like more campy fun than it is any kind of you know serious movie about a about a bear on cocaine. But I'm excited. I always yeah. got to show up to support Alden. After Disney did him dirty. Yeah, Cocaine Bear is a great title. Probably the best title of the year. Yeah. That, that's a winner. That's a winner. <laughs> you know um, exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, very, very simple. My number five, we're also tabling, which is Killers of the Flower Moon. How about, how about you, John? You got uh, you going to table again, or what do you got? We're tabling again. I think this is one that is on everyone's <laughs> list. The the Mission Impossible 7, Scientology Man. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I also almost put I almost put Top Gun Maverick on my uh, honorable mentions. So if it's mm. worth anything, I'm excited for that one as well. I see the trailer like every week in the IMAX theater. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting crazy at this point. Nick, uh, what do you got? Number five. Yeah, my number five is the Northman, which we're tabling again. So yeah, man, oh man, <laughs> these movies, people are people are hyped for them. Colin, uh, number five. Uh, we're also going to table mine, uh, but Brennan and I have the same number five. That's uh, yeah, that's, good old Marty with that's his, some synergy his right mod there. Flick. Yeah, mod <laughs> flick. Um, my number four is the Batman, which is going to be tabled. So we're 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 running pretty smooth here. I think. Uh, I'm, I I think when we get to these movies, we're just going to have a great chat. So I can't wait. Uh, John, what's your number four? We're on the same wavelength. My number four is the Batman. There you go. More synergy. Uh, Nick, number four. More synergy. MI7 is my four. Oh, yeah. 
God, we are so awesome. <laughs> um, and Colin, number four, break this streak here. Oh, this is something we're not going to table, and that is uh, Knives Out 2, which is supposedly going to release this year. Um, so I am disappointed that Netflix bought these because that means that they won't ever see the light of the AMC. And if you can't watch a Nicole Kidman short before your movie, what's the point? <laughs> um, but I am a huge Ryan Johnson fan. I, I don't think that's ever been a secret. A uh, huge Knives Out fan. And kind of like a lot of these movies that I've talked about, the cast is just loaded. Uh, so Daniel Craig is, as far as we know, the only one returning. Uh, but Dave Bautista, the size of his glasses, unknown. Uh, is returning Edward Norton, uh, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, uh, Jessica Henwick, Ethan Hawke um, are all in this movie. Yeah. Um, which, you know, Jessica Henwick's kind of going through a renaissance right now. Uh, Dave Bautista's kind of going through a renaissance right now. Um, this one's in Europe and cost, uh, I think it was like 30 to 50 million, so not too much higher of a budget. Uh, Ryan Johnson pocketed like. I think like a hundred million or something like that for the yeah. the two sequels. So yep. <laughs> him and Daniel Craig each check. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Um. And so yes, like this will now be a franchise, but for something that was just such a an original thing to have been so big in the the good golden era of going to the theater in 2019, um, it'll be really nice to see it again. And it sounds like Ryan Johnson has pretty much free reign, so I'm sure. We'll just have as many twists and craziness as the first one does. Um, yeah. You know, the um, first one is a Thanksgiving movie, so I'm hoping this fits with another holiday. Like, just just Easter. give me a Knives Out for every holiday. Um, this is this is something... I mean, the first movie especially, I think, was such a fun theater experience, so to see that Netflix bought this was, I guess, a bit of a bummer, but, I mean, you can't turn down $100 million for... for uh, <laughs> two movies for Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig um, and obviously Free Rain as well so yeah I think this is going to be good Edward right, Norton, call it. I, I want to see killer. Unhinged riffing at the top of the, uh, at the top of his game Edward Norton I think that'll be he's perfect. the killer yeah 100%, 100%. I'm going to go Ryan Johnson subverting expectations there is no killer fun fact dang it's cool. <laughs> I said Ethan Hawke gets clapped in the beginning oh easy <laughs> you know ethan hawk's making 10 movies at a time they're like just come in for five minutes and get yeah. killed he's like perfect i got you guys Pretty i'm just much. gonna rule people out based on whether or not they've been a bad guy in the past year so katherine hahn's <laughs> not the killer leslie odom jr's not the killer it's got to be jessica henwick it's bugs bunny that'd be cool no what if daniel craig's the killer oh Ooh. no one will see that coming <laughs> my expectations would be so subverted <laughs> I just um, like Ryan Johnson wants to make seven of these movies, or Daniel Craig does his weird southern accent. I'm all here for it. I just this is the first one. First one was so much fun. He should he should throw everyone off and just do a completely different accent for the second movie, like an Asian accent. That would be that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> They're so delightful too, because like you listen to all the interviews or like on the commentary, and everyone just talks on the first one about how good a time they had of just like being all these famous people in a room together arguing about like twitter mm-hmm. uh so i'm ex- i'm excited to see just like it, it i like movies uh kind of in the vein of adam sandler where it's just like him and his friends making things and that very much feels like what what the production of this is like too so yeah it's gonna be gonna be you know it's gonna be 
billions will tune in on, on Netflix or something like that. So it's it's going to be big. Can't wait um, to see the uh, Ruin Johnson hashtag start trending again. <laughs> <laughs> he my ruined my yet. childhood from two years ago with Knives Out yeah. 2. <laughs> um, now to my number three, which is, I think, one You're wild one. for this. You are wild for this one. <laughs> I forgot well, about this movie. <laughs> this is the long-awaited sequel to the Blue Man Crew, Avatar 2. Oh I don't know what it's called, Way of the Water, who knows, but this is... It's the Way of the Wind. A way <laughs> yeah, <that's> to... right. <laughs> James Cameron is back. Oh my God, it's going to be good. Listen, every time they doubt him, every time they doubt him, he throws it back in their face a million times over, right to the bank, and it's going to happen again this december avatar 2 is going to blow minds and make a billion dollars i guarantee it unless there's some triple variant thing going on like uh this thing will make a billion dollars and stun everybody and it's going to be good as well i mean people people forget avatar i mean that's the meme of it all who remembers avatar listen you guys remember it you keep bringing it up every minute so (laughs) Listen, the, the first movie, it, maybe it hasn't aged well, but in the moment, we all loved it. And that's what's going to happen again. It's going to happen. So James Cameron's back. What a king. Let's do it. Speak your truth. Can't wait, for, can't wait for this to be delayed until 2025. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is it. This is coming. This is coming this year. And uh, this is part two of 22, right? So, I mean, we're, we're in for the long haul with this one. Is this a Christmas release? Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is uh, taking over that Star Wars slot and then rotating mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. So Aquaman's this is another Oscar to, play. Aquaman's about to get slapped up that same week. So. Oh, Avatar yeah, good. Slap in. up Aquaman. Yeah, totally <laughs> Coming in that. hot. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I think the meme of it all has just been so, so interesting. But when I look back at his career, I've never really been disappointed with a Cameron movie. I love T- Terminator 1 or 2. I think they're both amazing. Uh, the first Avatar, I think, is kind of lower on you know his his movies overall, but I still think it's at the time obviously a, a massive technological breakthrough, and I still think it's a pretty cool movie to watch. I think Titanic, I mean, whatever you want to say about it, it's an all timer. I love Titanic. Uh, Amen. And then Aliens, man, like this guy. I mean, damn. I, the one thing about it is, I, I feel upset that he may never make something that's not Avatar ever again. Because I mean, I kind of want to see him do something right. else, but. <laughs> It is what How many it is, avatars so are planned? Five. Four, like five. Five. Yeah. five or four? I don't know. Yeah. Is he directing Whatever. all those bitches? He's, yep. Oh my Three. fucking god. So dude. two's done, right? Three is, he said done, but it hasn't been edited. Four, and they said four, they filmed the child scenes. So they the when they age, yeah, it's crazy, man. He, he's on another level here. They gave him like a billion dollars to make all four. So he's just will, been working away. I will say this for the men. The last two movies he directed were both the highest grossing movie of all time so it's true it's true and i mean didn't he like like, yeah didn't he like invent technology to shoot underwater yeah for this one yeah he spent like a decade putting everything together he spent more time on the titanic than (laughs) like (laughs) he's always innovating crazy amounts of stuff for titanic like all the motion capture stuff that came out of avatar just bonkers levels of technology coming out of james cameron's mind yeah so i mean it's i I don't know i think it's gonna be one of those things that that you meme it enough you clown on it enough that it's gonna it's gonna pass the bar and it's gonna it's gonna bring people in 
How Brennan, about... how mad would you be if it went direct to Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> if it went direct to Disney Plus, oh my God, James Cameron would have a fit. He would. This man would. This man would be screaming. Him, be... Nolan, and Villeneuve would all pick it somewhere together. You know, <laughs> glorious. <laughs> that would actually be one of the craziest moments in movie history. So that'd be kind of cool to see that happen. But I don't want to see it. But that'd be how, that'd be kind of hilarious. How but, about uh, my man Sam Worthington making a comeback? Yeah, he's, he's back. back. I mean. Most excited to see Kate Winslet in this. She's in all the sequels, all the Avatar sequels. Oh, That's kind of yeah. cool. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, it, it's something that is uh, it's James Cameron, so I'm ready. I'm hyped. So that's my number three. John, what do you got? I will say on Avatar, I I do need to rewatch it because I've not revisited since like it came out. All I remember is the hair sex. But anyway, number three <laughs> is one that we're not tabling. I don't think. Nope. No, we're not tabling. Um, I actually said it in that fucking sentence. Yeah, it's nope. It's Jordan Peele's movie. Get Out, five stars. Us, not five stars, but like really good to me anyway. So nope. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, fresh off an Oscar, coming back. Kiki Palmer, fresh yep. off of Nickelodeon. Uh, just kidding. I, I, I actually don't know what she's been up to, but she's, she's got good. that TikTok. There you go. TikTok. I'm sure she's good on Instagram. And my dad, my dad, Stephen <laughs> Young is in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Peele has reached that status where his name can, like, attract a number of people, like Christopher Nolan. He's, like, a box office attraction to himself. I think Jordan Peele's in that category. 100%. So, nope. Nope is... it's It has to be good. If it's not, I'm just going to... I don't know. I don't even know what I would do, honestly. If it's not good, I might just get COVID on purpose. Like, But <laughs> yeah, it'll, Palmer, it'll be she, good, and I'm excited. Kiki Palmer is good, and I think she's in Hustlers most re- recently as well. Oh, she was great in Hustlers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hust- okay, yeah, there we go. Really Hustlers... Good. She, yeah. yeah, she's good. So, um, good yeah, Nope's, I can't wait for Nope. That's going to be good. I think you're right, though. Jordan Peele is one of those rare guys who his name will draw in a crowd. And uh, it's it, it, it's few and far between now that people can actually that people that can actually do that. But he is one of those people. Um, yep. Probably like top five of, of just a director drawing in an audience. And uh, I agree with you. Us is good. It's very good. It's it's quite a movie. Um, what a picture. Yeah. Picture. <laughs> what a picture! Yeah, I, I feel know. like is, I feel like we have like a slight peel fatigue, not by his fault, because every movie since Get Out has said <laughs> from Jordan Peele. So I think <laughs> your ra- yeah, your random person thinks he's made like ten movies the past three years, but <laughs> yeah, he really hasn't. So I he's really talented and yeah, one of the most innovative uh, like directors working, and he just loves his. He loves his like really short titles. Yeah, <laughs> he does. That's Great Toy Story Four, by the way. Yeah, uh, ooh, he is. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. I think that is a little bit of issue, Nick. I think um, there were people I spoke to that thought he made Antebellum because every commercial said from the producers of Get Out and Us, and it was just like blasting that. But I don't know. I, th- I think he'll still break through, and uh, Nope's gonna be gonna be something else. He shot it in IMAX as well. There are a bunch of IMAX sequences, so it's gonna be gonna be something different from him. Um, now on to Nick. What do you got? Number three. I'm super excited for this one. It's uh, we mentioned earlier. It's Ari Aster's Disappointment Boulevard, which I really like Aster's movies, um, and I feel like this is another like kind of like a hilarious title for one of his movies, considering how like 
like sad and angry everyone is <laughs> i feel like it's kind of it's like a, the way of the wind almost it's almost like him titling his movie like i hate myself you know <laughs> uh so this is apparently so this movie stars joaquin phoenix and it's apparently like over three hours long or that's what he tried to make what? it oh i didn't yeah. know that part and it's he he's described it as like a nightmare horror comedy whatever that means um Jeez. but yeah it's apparently about joaquin plays this like entrepreneur it sounds like he's like similar to like a bezos or one of those and it's like his fall from grace or just like his decline over like decades this is gonna be so good so (laughs) it's just you know i feel like joaquin and ari aster is like a match made in heaven it makes so so much sense it's just perfect we go from joaquin just being a guy and come on come on just going back to just being probably just an awful person and just just dealing with a lot of trauma like he is in every other movie so uh i just can't wait i hope this movie is actually three hours he seems to have a really good relationship with a24 so i hope they just kind of let him release whatever he wants to release and we just get to see it so we're looking forward to it yeah john i mean you're, you're excited for this take uh take a moment here what do you think yeah i just i don't know hereditary just did something to me mm-hmm. and then i watched midsummer and i was like dude this dude is like operating on like another wavelength than like me and i'm totally into it so this one i i really don't even know like what what to say about it. like joaquin phoenix and ari aster like we said it it makes so much sense that they work together and if this movie's like just fucking wild like just balls to the wall just goes for it like it'll be i will be happy make it four hours i don't care yeah, it's going to be nuts. I mean, yeah, you're right, though, Nick. Uh, the, they do seem to have a pretty solid relationship because we did have Midsummer. I think, a few weeks after it came out, like, another cut came out of it, right? Uh, like a yep. yeah. 20, 30-minute more. It was, like, uh, three hours long or something like yeah, that. So, I saw it. I mean, it was good. Yeah, if they if they let them do that, that'll be kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, that's it, it's it's going to be nuts. Colin, what's your uh, number three? Uh, so this one's been tabled twice now, I think. But we are uh, we're ready. Are we? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a. I'm just gonna bring up Planet of the Apes because that's a lot of my love of, especially the latter two in the the Apes prequel trilogy, uh, where the Matt Reeves directed Dawn and War. Uh, War sits in my top twenty five movies of all time. I think it might mm-hmm. even be in my top ten if I look at it again. I love that movie. Best movie um, ever. Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when I realized that Matt Reeves was helming a Batman, um, I was really excited, um, especially because this, in DC's inability to figure out what they want to do with their franchises, kind of sits on its own, more or less. Um, so we're not worried about like trying to fit in an Aquaman link or anything like that. Um, and Matt Reeves like does his work. Um, so he's... I mean, I feel like the trailers have delivered pretty well so far but it's it's focusing more on the noir and detective elements of batman which uh movie wise i don't i don't think we've ever really had a strong like batman mystery you know uh like the the nolan movies were, were very dark and very like michael mann crimey uh, but to take it more in that no more noir direction and everything seems really scaled down like i mean the batmobile is probably the least like complex looking of all the batmobiles but looks just incre- like that's the Batmobile I'd want to drive out of any of the Batmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, the fact that he signed up for Batman uh, makes me pretty excited. I mean, uh, just 
and, and I say this as a compliment, the audacity of casting Paul Dano as your arch nemesis villain in a movie. Uh, Incredible. You have, you have really good design for it. Jeffrey Wright coming in as Jim Gordon. Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle. I mean, Andy Serkis is, is Alfred John Turturro's in this movie somewhere. I don't think we've seen him in any of the, the marketing yet. Um, but I'm a huge Matt Reeves fan. I will show up for whatever he wants to put onto the movie screen. And uh, it just so happens to be the Batman is, is that next thing. We got Colin Farrell and 300 pounds of makeup too. Looking forward to that. And uh, Robert uh, Pattinson with like actually acknowledging the fact that Batman is just like wearing eyeshadow all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there with this emo boy haircut and <laughs> dark circles around his eyes. John, where did you where did you have this on your list? Uh, the Batman was my number four. Number four, yeah. We it, matched on that be, one. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. I think the more you hear matt reeves talk about the movie the more like excited you get because he approached warner bros and he said listen guys i want to do this movie we're gonna do it my way or i don't want to do it like that's pretty much what he said to them like it it was pretty much i have a vision for this thing can we do this and and they're letting him do it and apparently the first few cuts have been like three hours and they're they're trying to work it down from now from, from this point on but yeah this this thing's gonna be crazy the trailers have been wonderful and um, I think this is definitely where Matt Reeves belongs as kind of a, a blockbuster filmmaker, especially with what he did with the last two Planet of the Apes movies. This definitely seems like the perfect fit for him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for this one. Yeah, I remember when Jonah Hill was rumored to be cast in it and they were like arguing over salary or whatever. And it said <laughs> that he wasn't going to do it. And I was very disappointed because I love Jonah Hill. And then it seemed like an hour later, there was like, Paul Dano has been cast as Riddler, and I damn near passed out. Because I was like, holy fuck, that is like, that is such top tier casting. Like, I can't, I can't believe I even like envisioned Jonah Hill, whatever he was going to do, some villain role that Jonah Hill was a part for. But I, I think it's going to be incredible. The trailers have really genuinely impressed me. I like, I like how it's going and the tone it's going for. Uh, Barry Keoghan is also in this movie. Fuck yes. Yeah. Is, that, is that true? Yes. I, he's going to be the, like, he's the bad guy. He did it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I learned not to trust just, him after, just, after the green there are, there are a few things I love more in movies than Paul Dano just playing an absolute psychopath like I just <laughs> yeah. can't I just cannot wait I hope the movie doesn't because like it's obvious he's the Riddler I hope the movie like the one trailer like made sure not to show his face at all so mm. I hope there's not they don't play that as like a reveal because we all kind of know going in he's the Riddler but have you seen know. the uh, like the full outfit that's been going around like social yeah. media yeah it looks cool week? And I haven't seen like, it. They, uh, he basically looks like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I'm I ready. Like, Designed I'm by ready. Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks great. I'd wear uh, it. So yeah, that's that's the Batman. That's gonna be nuts. Uh, we're we're pretty close too. March, so we're we're getting there. So um, this is uh, Pattinson will be one of three Batman this year, which is just kind of crazy. <laughs> Man, Isn't there is three doing? Batman and Flash? Aren't they doing like uh, Keaton, Affleck, and isn't like Bale in it too? Or am I did I get that wrong? I don't know what that. I is. mean, Bale did show up for Thor, so maybe he's open to. Uh, damn, Bale hasn't played Batman in ten years. That just hit me. Holy shit! Um, but I mean, it'll be cool to see Michael Keaton again, but he's also going to be like a seventy-eight-year-old Batman. So I'd... <laughs> They need to bring in Will Arnett's uh, Lego Batman. Just kind of get him clicking around the screen. True. <laughs> but only if he's the same scale. Yeah. I want to see a giant <laughs> ass. 
Lego one of those things you see when you walk around. into like a Lego store. Just <laughs> massive Lego dudes. Seven feet tall. Um, my number two is the Northman. Anybody else got the Northman higher than that? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, no, mine. No. I tabled mine a little earlier. Yeah, but we all had we all had it though. I think. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the one of the ones we all had. I mean, that's that's exciting. So the Northman is uh, Robert Eckers' next movie, and I mean, we all saw the trailer. That trailer, I think, uh, like changed everything when that trailer came out. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, this thing is uh, this thing's gonna gonna be nuts. Um, very simply, just giving Robert Eggers like a big studio budget and letting him do what he wants. That's what the Northman looks like. It is, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be absolute insanity on this on the big screen come April. Listen, I can guarantee three things that are gonna happen in this movie. He's gonna save his mom. He's gonna avenge his dad. And he's gonna kill Fjolnir. <laughs> Listen, I saw him catch a spear in the trailer, <laughs> yes. and I was like, I'm good. I'm there. <laughs> That's all oh, I need. He, yeah, and he just spins it right back. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolute king shit. I love it so much. Just any Robert Eggers movie, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe and uh, Bjork both look pretty crazy in the trailer, too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Willem's not going to be in it very much. Probably uh, not. But I think he's just going to eat it up, like, whatever two scenes he's in. Yeah, you that's go to the, the caster. Yeah, you go to the caster, and you got it says Bill Skarsgård's in it as well, but I don't know if that's true. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Yeah, get the whole family in there. Bring Stellan on. Yeah, why, <laughs> why not? Can we Bring, get a, uh, like yeah. a Skarsgård verse? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so yeah, that's it. my that's my number two, John. What do you got at number two? Uh, surprisingly, my number two needs to be tabled. It is. It is the killer. David, yes. oh. David Fincher's movie. It is one that I didn't oh. put on my video because I just wasn't sure if it was coming out upon research and just hope I feel like it's coming out. So I we will we will save it. The killer. There you go. Nick, uh, number two. My patron saint is back. Marty is here with Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, if you've listened to any podcast on this feed, you will know that I'm a, I will shill Marty any chance I get. So... I just can't wait for him to take all of Apple's money and make his make his western with Leo DiCaprio as the as the villain, right? Is that what it's staged as? Yeah, and Jesse, uh, I believe. So. I don't know. And Jesse Plemons, I think Jesse Plemons is the lead in it. Yeah, which is amazing. Originally, Leo was supposed to be the lead, but then Jesse Plemons took over, and Leo slid to the villain role. I think. Fantastic. And then De Niro, Brendan Fraser, John Lithgow, just oh, unbelievable. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's what's that's what I'm doing. You also just, got Lily Gladstone, who I think was pretty good in certain yeah. a few years ago. She's really good. Um, so it's just, you know, it's a Marty movie. He's just taking all the money from all the streamers now to make whatever he wants. And I love it so much. So it's I can't be wait five for this. hours long. I just can't wait. <laughs> I was worried about uh, the potential of people actually seeing this movie when it, when I heard Apple was coming in to pay the $200 million budget. But Paramount is still, you know, distributing it. So at least it, for Marty, it's the best of both worlds. He's getting that theatrical run with Paramount, and then Apple's just kind of paying the back end. I don't know how that deal's working out, but it is what it is. The cool thing about this, I mean, The Irishman was pretty sentimental for for him, you know, similar to what I said earlier, just an older director making that more personal movie as they get older. I think this movie's interesting because he's blending his two muses, right? His early career, Robert De Niro, and his late career, Leo, 
bringing them into one movie for the first time. Um, and it's a Western, which is like the, uh, uh, he hasn't done a Western before. So it's going to be cool. And I think, I forget who said it, but I, I think it was one of the people who is working on the movie, maybe the set decorator, but they said like, this is like the last of its kind type of movie. Like they, they took that 200 mil and they built like towns upon towns. I love it. I love when movie, movies so. build towns for their production. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was number, um, number five on my list and I can't wait for this one. Yeah. It's based this... off a book, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyone read uh, it? No. Nope. <laughs> right, cool. Sorry. Um, this was also number five on my list, I believe. Um, this is also the tenth collab between Mar- Marty and, and Robert, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, you know, kind of doesn't mean anything. It's just a number, but it is the number ten. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, say what you will about mob flicks, but uh, it's Marty guy. <laughs> um, I just, I think most of my picks right now, especially for stuff like cocaine bear or like killers of the flower moon where we don't just know a ton about it so far um is really going off the cast and i mean you got leo in there so already it's a banger and then you got jesse Plemons and de niro and gotta support my boy brendan frazier um who's gonna have quite the year he's in like three or four movies this year so yeah it's gonna be good he's got the whale Brennan Fraser. That that'll be sure. interesting. I think the whale is his first, and then yeah. <laughs> he's got like a comedy with Peter Dinklage coming up at some point. Man, the man, the man is back. Um, so that was that was Nick. That was your number two, right? Yep. Yeah, and then Colin, Colin, you can uh, finish us off. Finally, we don't have to table this one anymore. <laughs> What's your number two? So uh, this this probably won't be a huge surprise. Uh, I was I was a big Mission Impossible Fallout fan. Um, <laughs> Mission Impossible is probably my favorite franchise. Uh, well, really the last three, because I really don't care for two or three, and one is just fine. But from Ghost Protocol on up, I'm, I'm in love. Um, in this movie, they drove an actual train off an actual cliff with Tom Cruise on top of it. Um, so <laughs> you just... <laughs> how do you even... I don't even need to know what the movie is about. Like, just knowing that that happens at one point, is enough for me to go wow um and i feel like you know uh christopher mccory you know he did jack reacher with tom cruise probably about 10 years ago now um and then i think ghost protocol he he did some of the writing for but he wasn't director um but i think like when he stepped on to direct rogue nation they really hit something special and then just like i love everything about mission impossible fallout um from that Henry Cavill gif um, to there's just some gorgeous aspect ratio changes when they switch to the IMAX format. Um, and I feel like that's also the movie where Tom Cruise kind of went nuts. Um, Cause like the, the helicopter sequence in that movie, he is acting, flying a helicopter and operating a camera all at the same time because they couldn't fit another person in the helicopter. <laughs> um, so I did just... not know that. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, He's having to do all the, and he, you know, had to get trained to fly a helicopter for that movie. So just to know that that energy um, and that team are coming back and they've added a lot of interesting new cast members to this one as well. So uh, the usual gang of Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, uh, Rebecca Ferguson is is part of the usual gang now. And then Simon Pegg are all back. Uh, Still no word on Jeremy Renner. 
uh, rip my boy. But <laughs> I really like him in these movies, so I'm going to be kind of disappointed if he doesn't show up by Mission Impossible 8. But they added Haley Atwell, Vanessa Kirby's coming back, um, Henry Cizerny comes back for the first time since 1996, um, which I think will be interesting. Palm Clementif's in this, Shea Wiggum is in this, uh, Carrie Elwise is in this movie as well. Um, so they're just bringing, they're bringing their A-game, and this collaboration between McCory and Tom Cruise is yet to disappoint me. Yeah, Fallout was amazing, can't wait, that's it, simple. Love watching Tom Cruise put himself in danger for my enjoyment. It's great. Yeah, fuck Fast and Furious, bro. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mission Impossible this, is where it's at. I hate yeah. Fast and Furious. I feel like they're just gonna run it back from Fallout with seven and eight, or with uh, yeah, with with MI seven and MI eight. So I'm there for it. I'm there. Can't wait. 100%. Wasn't there yeah. one? Wasn't there one picture where it was like Bruce had to do like an evil Knievel motorcycle over like a cliff or something? Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, and there was one day it was like the wind was too bad so they're like dude we just can't let you do this today because <laughs> you're probably gonna die <laughs> so i love it the best action franchise we've had in a really long time it's just it, fallout is just stupid good so i can't wait yeah. for this movie oh my god um my number one also happens to be colin's number one and, I and mine probably oh yeah your number one as well yep Let's go. Oh my goodness. Damien Chazelle, we should just have the boy on because Babylon is our number one. <laughs> like three out of four of us. Like he, he'd be proud. Um, Nick, why'd you have to be the odd man out? Honestly, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always the weird one on this podcast, so it's fine. Like this, this, this man has made three, he's made four films. I've only seen the last three, but three movies in a row now that I've seen from him that have all been spectacular. I think Whiplash and La La Land are just all-time classics and first man is also a really good movie um dude babylon's gonna be something else that cast as well uh i i mean i'm gonna let you guys take it here because uh there's just so much to talk about with this movie but i can't wait so there are two movies that i credit with like my leap from captain america 2 is the best thing i've ever seen to <laughs> oh well cinema uh, one of those movies is The Shawshank Redemption, uh, but the other one of those movies is Whiplash. And so I saw that when I was a senior in high school and was just floored and have been a Chazelle fan ever since. Um, I also really, he didn't direct it, but he wrote 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, so I was really into that movie when it came out. La La Land, obviously. Uh, I, I can look at my copy of First Man on the, on the shelf real quick. Um, yeah, so I'm a... I love Damien Chazelle. Um, I love the movies he's doing. Um, this is the start of a new trilogy thematically is something that he talked about. First man kind of being thematically linked to whiplash and La La Land and like this pursuit of, of greatness kind of thing. Um, so I'm interested to see like what the next theme um, looks like. And it, it sounds like Babylon is kind of his singing in the rain uh plot-wise, almost. I mean, it's kind of the same shift from from uh, silent movies to talkies. Um, and then, like, most of the other things on this list, uh, it has to do with the cast. Uh, you got a shout-out to my boy, Toby Maguire. Yes, sir. Uh, he's coming <laughs> back. You, you know, he, he, get a, he did a surprise comeback uh, here last month, but this is where he's coming back for real. He's a producer uh, on this movie. Yeah, he's been Wild. just, like, quietly producing a lot of things. 
in the uh, the interim since Pawn sacrifice. Um, so it's nice and to see him playing a lot of poker too. <laughs> Back in a role, but then yeah, like uh, Brendan said, you got Brad Pitt, Margaret Robbie's in this movie, uh, Samara Weaving's in this movie, um, Olivia Wilde, Spike Jones, Gene Smart's in this movie. Um, yeah, it's what's not to love. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be crazy, uh, John. I mean, I know you're a huge fan of uh, of his work, so so how excited are you for this one? Did I could cry honestly? Like, like I, I said this before, and this might be unpopular opinion. Like, twenty twenty one, I actually thought it was kind of mid, like overall for movies. That might True. be unpopular opinion. That's how I felt though. This year, I feel like there's like more directors that like speak to like my tastes. Hence, like my number one is Chazelle. Number two is David Fincher, and they can really be interchangeable. So this one, I just, I don't know. I I just can't wait. I can't wait. Can't put into words. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean, he—I mean, he just—he doesn't miss, and this is—it's gonna be gonna be great. The cast is amazing. Uh, Nick, why isn't it on your list? What's up? Ah, just the contrarian in me. Why not? <laughs> I figured we would talk about it, so I figured I'd choose some other movies, and so we can add to the wealth of things we're talking about. But yeah, yeah we're sure. looking forward to it. Brad Pitt in another old Hollywood movie. Why not? Here, worked out great last time. Yeah. Um, now, what's your number one? Because that's also John's number two. So let's uh, yes. jump into that one. Uh, mine is The Killer from Fincher. I f- he made his bid for Oscars last, or I guess last year, or two years ago at this point with Mank. Uh, it was a movie I really like, but now he's just like, fuck it. I didn't win anything, so I'm just going to go back to my never-ending depiction of serial killers in my movies <laughs> <laughs> and it's, this is another almost joke title like the killer directed by david fincher it's just that's just you know that's his entire career um i just can't wait michael fassbender playing an assassin who who starts to break down like after i don't know he gets a conscious or whatever who knows it's <laughs> but it's michael fassbender who isn't afraid to just be gross in his movies and fincher just going being maniacal again and just studying another serial killer. Like, I just can't wait for another. I hope this is just gross and in um, all the ways I love a David Fincher movie to be. So, we're looking forward to it. Is this a Netflix movie? Yep. Uh, yes. God damn. What a, what a fucking studio. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, Nick Nick said it. I mean, David Fincher, like, arguably one of, like, the darkest directors, like, when he wants to be. He just fucking achieved that dark side in him. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, I can actually see being a killer in real life. So, this one is just... It's, it's like, a, it's once again, like a match made in heaven. I, I cannot wait. This could easily be my number one, just depending on the day, because it seems almost too perfect for me. So, it's ho- hopefully 2022 is a, a better year for me. I, uh, I have to hate this movie. Not because I think it'll be bad, but because it's the reason why we still don't have season three of Mindhunter. Mm. Uh, so, that's the Carol sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's really become Netflix's um, like go-to big big name director, right? Because I mean, he had yeah. he worked on House of Cards, Mindhunter, Mank. Now, uh, now this. So it, it's exciting. And I think when I heard the Fastbender news, like it just it does make sense. You're right, John. It's just like a it's just a perfect pairing, and I think it's it's cool for him, for Fincher to kind of dive out and make uh, make a movie with with Fastbender as well. So I mean, it's gonna be good. These are these are some solid lists, very solid lists. Now, as we have completed them, 
let's uh, do something a little bit fun before we wrap it up, which is the most likely to be, you know, really good, most likely to be kind of a dud. So I'll start with my list here. Um, for me, I think the movie that's most likely to be good, I think there's a lot on here that is probably going to be good, but honestly, I think... I think Mission Impossible 7 is one that you'd say is most likely to be good. I think yeah, that's I the one that. because, I mean, Marty's going to be good. But I think uh, I think MI7 is the one because they, they've just consistently gotten better. You have pretty much the exact same crew coming back uh, from a movie that was probably my favorite movie of 2018 in Fallout. Um, so, I mean, like, how could, you, how could you go wrong? So I think MI7 is the most likely to be good. I just don't think... They're going to drop the ball with that one. Uh, most likely to be bad, though. <laughs> I guess I could cop out and go Spaceman, but I'm going to keep faith in Sandler. And uh, <laughs> I'm honestly going to say Don't Worry Darling, I think has the most potential. Um, I think it could go in many different directions. We know it's going to be a movie that's talked about. Um, kind of makes me think, too, a few months ago with Last Night in Soho, a movie that I think people had in their minds was going to be the best movie ever, and it... You know, some people liked it, some people didn't, but it didn't, you know, meet those expectations. I think this could follow suit with that kind of similar outcome. So, yeah, that's my, my personally, uh, my most likely to be good, most likely to maybe not be so good. John, what about you? Oh, man, it's tough because all these are going to be so fucking good. Just <laughs> Always. Um, I, you know, I was thinking Mission Impossible 7. That just seems like it'll be the most, it'll just straight up deliver at least. Um, but I, you know, I'll just go with the killer. I just feel like it's too much my shit. Um, considering that Mank might be Fincher's like least favorite movie since like Alien Three, and I liked Mank. I didn't love it, but yeah. I certainly liked it. I think the killer is a bust proof for me in terms of what could be the worst. Oh man, oddly enough, I could see Disappointment Boulevard being like disappointing depending on how it goes. <laughs> like, like some of the stuff does kind of worry me, but I will and I was thinking about Don't Worry Darling. I will I'll go with Next Goal Wins because I don't who 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 knows about it. It might just be too slapsticky or who knows what it will be. So I'll just go with that one. Fair. Uh Nick. Yeah, a lot of different options here. Um Marty, it's gonna be good. I feel like I also have to go with the killer because it's it's two in Fincher's bag. Yeah, and also I think Fassbender is like one of my favorite actors, and we have not yeah. seen him in years. Almost like his last two movies were Dark Phoenix and oh, yeah. the Snow and the Snowman, where he played the character <laughs> named Harry Hole. Um, so that's a, that's something. That's it's been a tough ride for Fassbender. I think him and Alicia McCann have just been off making a family and he's been like a race car driver for a hot second. So he's just been living life. I'm happy to see him back. So I feel like there's just too many things to where I'm probably going to like this movie no matter what. I'm putting my bias at the door like from the yeah. start here. Mm -hmm. um, as far as something that could go bad, uh, I just in my head I can picture all of the terrible review puns for Disappointment Boulevard if it's bad. You know, like it's just right there in the title. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna go with White Noise because I, from just from the, the sound of the book and from from Bombach's career, it sounds like this is kind of like the most outside of the box movie he's made so far. So it could be like a weird misfire from him. So that's probably where I'll go. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. 
Colin, I hope you make Cocaine Bear the answer for both. Most likely to be good and most likely to be bad. So, for most likely to be good, I could say Mission Impossible 7 and echo the uh, popular sentiment. But, I mean, Damien Chazelle has a perfect batting average right now. Like He's, he's put out nothing but A's, and I don't see any reason for that to change. There you go. Um, I, I think all the ingredients are there for a good movie. Um, for most likely to be bad, I could say Cocaine Bear, but I guarantee that even if that movie sucks, which it very well might, it'll be memorable. Um, True. But I'm going to look at the fact that my uh, my top ten list starts and ends with Brad Pitt. Uh, Kings in five movies this year. Uh, so the odds of them all being good are pretty slim. So I'm going to go with Bullet Train. Because um, I feel like not only could Bullet Train be bad just because it could be bad, because uh, I don't think David Leach has a perfect track record in that regard, um, but I think if it's bad, it'll be forgotten. Whereas, mm. you know, some of these other movies on my list, even if they're bad, like, you know, if Multiverse of Madness is bad, right, everyone is still going to yap about Wanda for a year. <laughs> uh, if Lightyear's bad, everyone's going to still talk about it for a year. Cocaine Bear, same thing. Uh, but I feel like Bullet Train could be forgotten if it's not really good. Yeah, that'd be a sad, sad outcome if that occurred. But we're rooting for all these movies. Hopefully they're all good, uh, especially Cocaine Bear. So <laughs> those are our top 10 most anticipated of the year. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And as always, you can check out our content on themoviebabble.com. We've got our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. So just check out all of that. And we'll be back next week talking all things movies. We have Scream 5 coming next week and the untelevised Golden Globes tonight. Uh, what a train wreck that is. So. Oh, fuck. I forgot. <laughs> we're we're going to have totally a little bit to talk about that until just now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have uh, maybe something to talk about next week, but we will see. And as always, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week talking all things movies. <laughs>